Hey millennials, it's Stephanie here. I just wanted to tell you about a new podcast that I started with my sister Danny called Manufacture the Group. We will be revisiting all of the musical reality shows that created some sort of group or band in the early 2000s. Each season, we will choose a new group and watch their rise to stardom through the lens of the reality competition from audition to trials and tribulations to the final announcement of the band. Join us for this special bonus episode where we take a deep dive in the first episode of Pussycat Dolls Presents Girlicious. And if you want more, you can find us wherever you can get your podcasts. Just look up Manufacture the Group and you can find us. So here's our first episode, guys. Enjoy. Welcome. Hey, everyone. It's Stephanie. And it's Danny. And we are doing our first episode of Manufacture a Group. Manufacturing the group. Sorry, there will probably be a lot of singing on this little uh, uh, podcast, but we hope that it's not too bad. Silly cheesiness that is. Um, so uh, basically, uh, what we're going to do, as you can kind of tell from our name, Manufacture Group, we are going to have a, every season go through one of the many reality competitions that was of the early 2000s. And basically do every episode. So we got Make It a Band, we got Pop Stars, we got Girlicious, which is what we are going to start with in our first season today. Well, actually, it's our, our first episode is the second season of uh, Pussycat Doll Presents. And this one's called Pussycat Doll Presents and the Making of Girlicious. So that's where we're starting. Um, before we kind of started, I just wanted to like, talk about the reason why we want, what well, I wanted to start with Girlicious. And actually it's new Canada's uh Canada's drag race. So um two weeks ago, the lipstick for your life was uh Girlicious the Stupid Shit song. Um and then I just went down a rabbit hole and I actually ended up going back and watching the old episodes of that whole weekend. I binged it. And oh my god, there is so much content to comment on there. So that's uh kind of how we got the idea. I thought I was just gonna be doing Girlicious 10 episodes, and then little Miss Steffi over there had just had her brain run away. So yeah, this might be a little bit longer than I expected, but I'm so down for it. Well, why not? We've already got Turn of the Millennials, which is so it's just kind of another little offshoot of that podcast. So why not? That. that way we can be specific to certain episodes of these hilarious uh, shows. Because we all know that in the 2000s, we went rampant on reality series of all types of sorts, whether it was music competitions, Bachelor, Joe Millionaires, Joe Schmoes, so much reality, Survivor. so much reality. Oh, I mean, so much. So why not niche it to all of the different manufacturing the bands? So like we said, we're going to start episode one with season two, episode season one, two episode of one Pussycat. of Girlish, or pa- I think it's actually official Pussycat. called Pussycat, or Pussycat Dolls Presents Girlicious. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's called Present yeah, Delicious. Um, so it actually premiered mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. February. And I feel like every time you say Girlicious, I'd be like, Girlicious. Mm. <laughs> so it premiered February 18th, 2008 on the CW. It was a joint venture with Ken Mox Company, uh, which is basically the same as AMTM. The first episode is mostly the very beginning of it is them going through like how they s- narrow down from the few hundreds to the top 15 that go to LA, I guess it is, right? Yes. And then it goes to the top 15 and then they start doing songs, basically. 
yeah, performances, because this is the part of the reality competition where we need to weed them out. So, And it's also hosted by Mark McGrath, which made me laugh because you didn't mention that. And that made me giggle just a little bit because it was like, I forgot about it. And I was kind of like, well, this is the intro of his like introduction introduction career almost and then not only that i've been listening to a lot of these other podcasts recently so there's like the oc bitches and stuff like that where they hit like mark mcgrath apparently was really like in this scene and knew a lot of people in la it's ridiculous so oh, it's yeah. funny that he was like the host of this one wasn't he the oh maybe not i was like wasn't he the host of rock and roll jeopardy but no he wasn't no that was jeff probes because me and kevin went back and we're watching oh. uh, rock and roll jeopardy and there's a few episodes That's you can find was. them on youtube they're hilarious <laughs> and i oh jeff probes looks so funny because we watched survivor now me and kevin so hilarious. oh no um so basically yeah at the beginning of the episode model. they're like oh god there's gonna be yeah I'm just going to warn you guys all now. Um, I follow a lot of the uh, top model, like Oliver Twixt um, interviews. If you haven't watched them, they're really interesting. He gets the girls America's back. America's Next Top Best Friend movie. podcast. And the America's Next Top Best Friend podcast. Um, is that about this? So there's a lot of the stuff um, that when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, that is the um, stereotypical angry black woman trope that they're doing to this care you know this person yeah. um because the reality has to create that narrative or else it's boring and um, now one thing before going into this as well we have to as i said this is 2008 so you have to remember that back in those days competition and your judges are savage because i did make a note when someone was like her look was tragic and i was like what the so beware people if you do watch these there are some you know some heinous things that some of the people say and robin anton seems to have one outfit and there's a lot of white tank tops that we used to call wife beaters hilarious watching it there's so many of those white plain tank tops worn by not only robin anton by all of the contestants it's hilarious so many white tank tops i feel like even back then robin anton has I'm not trying to like like uh, body shame or anything, but that woman has like so much Botox going on. Like, with, you will not be part of Girlicious, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll pay attention to that in episode three. I didn't really pay attention to her face. Okay. Kind of just, plus it's, yeah. it's grainy. It's hard to tell whether you have Botox or not anyways. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing. We, we ended up finding these on YouTube and the quality may not be the best, but you still get the idea of it. Yeah. And it's also like 2008. So it was pre, like it was high definition, but pretty high def. Yeah. Early high def before we did like, not when you, not unless you're watching like the old versions of um, what was it? Arrested development where it was Fox widescreen. Those were, oh, no. those were oh, that's so cute. So funny. Yeah. So when we set up the, 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 this particular uh, reality show for this episode, um, the first episode, as we know, is the kind of the casting episode, very top model. But again, Ken Mock is the producer. So he had a formula ready to follow. Exactly. He definitely followed that same formula, lots of nuances. So that so with following that formula, this first episode is the casting episode. And as Steph said, we went from like a bunch of girls down to the 15 semifinalists. And then the final um, 12 wow. will be cut down to three. But um, if you know anything about Girlicious, Anyways, so I just had to list the finalists um, here for the top 15 because that's the ones that we honestly get introduced to. Um, So the first one uh, that we have here is Charlotte. She's 20. She said that she moved around a lot. She was 
was more about her voice than having like she wasn't the best dancer so that she, kind of her but she was classically trained as well she was well traveled her family's lived in many continents which to me at this point she had a very air of arrogance to her which i oh, didn't yeah. like but I, she I, I, also didn't feel like she had the tenacity either yeah and then i'll touch on something when we get to another contestant in a moment that kind of entitled is what she felt like i'm entitled to almost feel this way because i've been well traveled i'm better than all these girls i'm more i have more manners than these girls is kind of at one point i think what she said so then the next person we have is Kristen. she's 24 only thing i have is blonde only started singing a few years ago so she's i'm sure she's a very lovely person but definitely yeah like if we go back to, like, if I don't know if you watched or listened to the Top Best Friend podcast, but the Heather Bethany <laughs> syndrome, like, who? Kristen who? Who? You know, Heather Bethany who? Well, I, I remember I was, I was watching one of the, I think, I don't know if it was the first episode or the second episode, but there was a group of, like, four girls, and I was like, I don't even remember any of these girls from the intro. Like, not one <laughs> of them do I remember from any intro and things. So, right, I understand the who? Who? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And very oh, bland cool. and vanilla is another thing I have written down to. And yes, I say vanilla. I had you, I, I laughed here because you had Keisha wrote down as Kesha. <laughs> oh, oopsie. So Keisha was the lesbian on the show. She had a girlfriend. The girls were all like, oh, because it was still sort of not, it was, it was coming out, but it still wasn't 100% out in 2008. So some people yeah. were still like, we're accepting, but we're like, oh, that's still so weird. So they were like, ooh. Yeah, um, I did enjoy his story when she was talking about yeah um, the poor girl, her ex. But the only thing that's unfortunate is that her ex girlfriend edited her mom, and I'm like, that's not cool. Yeah, um, not on. She not. says she didn't feel too confident in her vocals and is more of a dancer. Um, so that's something that I just noticed when they were kind of doing like the little introductions and stuff. Did you want to do the next one? Carrie is 25. She mm-hmm. likes to party, sings in church. Feels like last chance at trying to get, I guess, fame because she's 25 or maybe at least trying to get into the group. Because guess what, people, if you wanted fame, you don't have to wait till 25. Look at Morgan Freeman. Look at people like that. They've Harrison Ford. They found fame later in life. Don't worry, people like there's no time limit on anything. If you have a goal, you have a dream, you can go for it at any fucking point. Case in point, we're doing a podcast. So come on. Almost 40. So she had good vocals. Um. She was. I think she's the best vocalist. There was one point where I know I now put one note where at one point she tried a little too hard, where she was being a little too rocker girl trying too hard. And I was like, uh, I didn't like that too much. She has good vocals, yes. But that one point I was like, I didn't like that girl. You need to. And then she hates or what? Oh, yeah. The, when you Mikey put the, hates- your note of Mikey hates the look, that's what I wrote down. That's the one he said that she looks tragic. And I was like, Excuse yeah. me, sir. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> No, I mean, maybe she just needs her roots done, but like, I think we're at the point because like the ombre or like other things are out. So like, but I mean, reality TV, you got to have a narrative. Narrative And I think her hair wasn't like completely brushed or like it wasn't completely quaffed like all the other girls. She just kind of had maybe like a little greasy looking and all over the place, whatever you're dancing. It's going to happen. Charlie is 19. Her father died, memory of him, and support mom. So she, the reason why I said that is like, you know, that trope on top model where, like, you know, she's like, I deserve this because I'm helping my mom and for the memory of my dad. 
So okay. like that's kind of the narrative that she started with, but that goes out the window very quickly because I totally forgot about that until just reading my note now. So, <laughs> reading, reading this note also brought me up with another one. So Cassandra, which she has the tattoo of the cherries on her nether region. And I really yeah. thought it was stupid when the girls were like to the to Kesha, oh, you probably like that, don't yeah. you? And I was like, come on. Like, and again, people, this is 2008, different time, different place. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, come on, watching that now. You're like, seriously, that not all lesbians like all lesbians, people. There is different taste. Come on. It's it, it a little cringe. Yeah. Little but, uh, but that's the thing is with watching anything in the past, and we're always watching everything with 2020 hindsight eyes and from a different time. Even when our parents watched stuff from the 70s, they probably cringed at things because they were like, ooh, you can't do that now. But it's it's how life always goes you're always gonna cringe at things that were old because we got away with things differently that's all that's all natalie oh natalie okay yeah um she is yeah she's let or i think she's like latino because i think she mentioned that because she's like oh there's another girl who's let charlotte i think was also that charlotte yeah that's what i said because she's she's my main competition throughout this so there's the two latino girls being edited as she wants it sings However, there, there's one thing I've learned being 36 years old and just being out there and stuff and listening to a lot of people who are professionals in like, say, famous. When you want it, you want it. You're going to do whatever it takes. And whether that's losing friends, whether that's not being nice, sometimes you got to make sacrifices to get to the top. And if that's how they portray her, if that's how she actually was, spoiler alert, she got to the top by being herself herself honestly i you know wanting it so hard and dreaming it and like literally picturing it i will probably cover this a little bit more when we get to performances but i actually she gets clocked for being tone deaf but she's not she just has a lower register and they keep trying to put her up in the upper register but we'll get into that at a later time once you start getting into performances and stuff but yeah and that's um, and that's the girl who says that stuff too but um so we had eliza she is the Alisa. girls with the rare yeah. heart condition. Jenna, uh, she's kind of strikes. I, I also had this knitted down too. It was like, she was noted as like the bigger girl, Big but girl. also her mom was a fitness model. So she, I think she had a lot of trauma and body issues around that because of her mom being a fitness model. Um, and then she has her drastic issue, which I was like, dude, girl, I totally get that. Which who knows? Maybe because of a lot of your issues, you had PCOS and that's why you had a cyst rupture in yourself, sweetie. I totally get it. Ooh. I understand. Uh, and then Nicole, she's the kind yeah. of very naive, she's 18, naive mm-hmm. girl, um, kind of very churchy, little reserve, not quite. She kind of looks like Bridget Marquard but also a little bit of Mandy Moore. Like there's a, like she looks like someone, and I can't put my finger on it, but she looks like a bunch of different people at the same time. But I love Nicole. I will say that. I love Nicole. I agree. Later on in the group, she is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, did we say Kristen? Yeah, we already did Kristen, but we missed Megan. Um, so Megan is 18, so she's like the other... Actually, there's a fair amount of 18-year-olds. I, I, it felt like it would be, be less like 18, but... Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. So yeah, Megan's another 18-year-old, um, and we'll definitely talk about this more in the next episode, but she is the pageant girl. The pageant and girl, you, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you remember how much Tyra loved the pageant girls, they didn't last very long. Yeah, but Spoiler this is also alert. different because, you know, it's not the pageant world. 
Yeah. Um, so then we have our people who help them along the way. So there is the musical director, David O'Day, the vocal mm-hmm. coach, Ken Hicks, who's worked with Spice Girls, mm-hmm. and Robin Anton's co-choreographer, Mikey Minden, which the Puskat Dolls lounges no longer exist. I Googled this last <gasps> one, the ones in Vegas. Oh, that breaks down. I think it was like 2014 they closed down, actually. That makes sense, but that still breaks my heart. <laughs> right? Pussycat Dolls died, and it's so sad. But Burlesque has not 100% died. I know there's, you know, it's still out there, but it's gone underground, basically. So, so we still missed a couple of the uh, contestants. Um, Christina Sayers. Um, yes. She, like, her dad is an ex-NFL player. She doesn't really mention it until, like, the end when they're almost making the group. Okay. And I feel like that's the reason why she stays, but we'll get into that later on. Later episodes. Um, we also have, yeah, Alexis is another one of those, like, Heather Bethany who's. Um, I mean, not an offensive voice or anything like that, but she's just another Heather Bethany. Cassandra Porter, she, her whole narrative this season is that she's the dancer. And she, she's also the one who had the tattoo of the cherries on her nether region, but her <laughs> whole her whole narrative this season will be, I'm a dancer. I only just started singing. So just remember that. Um, Jamie. Oh, Tiffany. Okay, we'll do Tiffany. So Tiffany, she's 18. She, they don't really kind of cover her like as much as some of the other people in the no. uh, first episode. I noticed so that, yeah. We don't, lo- we don't learn too much about her during that episode. Not until um, two do I really see her... She Jane. still does my thing that annoys me, but we will get to that when we talk about the performances. Yeah. Um, so yeah, twenty-one. Uh, Jamie's twenty-one, um, and she's more of the dancer side, but her voice is not offensive, so she's an okay singer. But she's more better for the. Dancing. I actually kind of liked Jamie because one of the performances I don't know if it, I think it was in the second episode that I liked her, and I was like, mm, yeah. she's got some flavor. I kind of like Jamie. Mm-hmm. So. Well, she. Um, it's not really mentioned here. It's more in the makeover episode. And oh, that's going to be a loaded episode. Oh, I know. I can't wait for that one. I love makeover episodes. Um, she like her. Yeah. Her makeover, she ends up getting red hair. And then she's like, so upset. She's like, oh, I look like a white girl. So like, I know like kind of like she, um, I think she, she is Latina, like basically okay. from that line. And then she's also from Miami, Florida. And I think she had a little bit of a accent. Kind of sounds like Kathleen lights, like has that kind of accent, like English, but yeah this one I said Jamie Jamie and Keisha I liked their performances in this one that was oh yeah they were good um but I think that is oh Charlie did we touch Charlie yes I don't think we we did I think so oh yeah father died memory yeah Yeah. um basically after that we have the girls go into five different groups basically kind of like challenge sing off you know those type of things that they always do halfway through the episodes (laughs) And into the final performances. So into the five groups, they're breaking down. There is Natalie, Kristen, and Charlotte. And they have, we got the beat. By the Go-Go's. Yes. Christina, Cassandra, and Nicole. They have right now, which was. I think it's by the Pussycat Dolls, actually. Like, I was like, I never really heard it. Yeah, I didn't really know it either. Um, Jenna, Jamie, and Charlie have Where Did Our Love Go? by supremes i think or something like that um carrie eliza and kesha had never gonna get it yeah that was such a good one and vogue and then megan alexis and tiffany had tainted love which was the pcd version of it puskettel's version 
Exactly. Um, so I, I definitely have opinions about all of the performances. So I guess we'll start with like the We Got the Beat. Sh- oh, hold on. Cannot... They don't do that. They don't do that oh. till the end. So let's. Oh, okay, we'll say that to the end then. We'll go that to the end. So yeah. after they kind of break up, do a little practice, Robin comes in and tells them that they get to go to the Tom Tom Club, but they, which the is a very exclusive record company club. And they have 15 minutes to get ready. Very top model. <laughs> right? Of course. Like I said, yeah. top model, very formulas. This is the same, like I said, same yeah. formula. You do your opening, you do your challenge, you do your stuff, you do your, or you do your performance, your elimination. You know, it's, it's always the same thing. And let's, let's not forget what this 15 minutes brought us. I've dubbed it Bootsgate. Bootsgate? Nice. I know. This does this like does this happen throughout the whole entire series, the season that these if these two are on? They're like Well no, Charlotte's uh spoiler alert, Charlotte oh, doesn't make it out of this episode. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. She doesn't make it out of the episode. But so yeah, essentially whole- what happened is let's 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 explain the story. So essentially what happened is they have that 15 minutes to get ready. So Natalie's going through her stuff and Charlotte was like, hey, can I borrow your boots? And then, uh, you know, Natalie's like, um, no, they're for, you know, she's like, but you're not even wearing them. But she's like, I brought them for myself. I'm, I'm in this competition. I don't want to give you my boots and give you the like leg up and maybe that looks good for you. No and one so- said pack boots for Charlotte, pack boots for <laughs> Natalie. This is the worst that. that Natalie used. I loved that line. <laughs> made me laugh so hard i was like what are these girls doing oh my god exactly but again so natalie has that very much i'm here to win i'm here for me and there's nothing wrong with that that's just competitive um and then charlotte has the nerve because they're in the same group when they're practicing and they're like oh charlotte you're not doing so good why aren't you doing so well and then she's like oh the boots wah, wah, wah. and not only that when they were got in the car to go to the club each girl is in a different van, which probably was on purpose because that's how TV execs fucking do these things. And mm-hmm. we each put a different van and then each complaining to the group of girls that were in the van about this boot gate situation. And how- yeah, so that other, is telling her story in one van and then Charlotte's telling her story in the other van. How the other was wrong for this reason, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. This is the only time where we get a little bit about Tiffany. She has her little thing. She's like, I just thought it was stupid and funny right like she didn't get into the drama as much she's like well she had like 15 boots like one pair couldn't wouldn't hurt her which i don't blame her like 15 boots you're she's asking for one it's not the end of the world to say no but i do understand with like natalie like you should have brought enough clothing and outfits depending on what's gonna happen like i don't you you either should have saw the first one or seen many episodes of top model to at least understand the idea of what you need for reality. You probably need comfy clothes. You're probably going to need pajamas. You're going to need going out clothes. Like mm-hmm. I know when I go away for a weekend, I bring like seven outfits for like four days or three days. Like exactly. So you pack for Stephanie, not for the other people. I pack for Stephanie, not for Kevin. No, actually I pack for Kevin. <laughs> so good. I think that might be a new cast phrase. I, I pack for the group of manufacturing the group i don't pack for i don't know i, I lost the joke that's right. okay so yeah there's a lot of it of course we know with all of these shows they're always edited to be how they want them perceived even whether it happened that way whether it didn't happen that way you never know it's how tv is we need drama we want we know we want these things so yeah if you don't if you don't want draw like 
that's why I can't watch Teen Mom anymore, except for the newer ones when they're younger, because they're just so boring and there's nothing. Never got into it. So once they get to the club, they run into Nelly Furtado as like a guest in the club. Uh, and then they start doing karaoke and they sing karaoke to fly, which Mark McGrath obviously host is there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a bird. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nelly Furtado. Eliza gets so yeah. nervous of doing I'm like a bird in front of Nelly Furtado. It is so adorably yeah. cute. And then she, has and then she does like an amazing job and Nelly Furtado's like oh my god what you did at the end was like so good like it was just it was so adorable she's like oh my god uh, like Nelly Furtado like it was it was the funniest thing and I told I totally don't oh, no. season two or episode two I would have done the same fucking thing but we'll get to that one next episode anyways okay um so and and with that so a bunch of other girls end up singing some Sugar Ray songs this is where we kind of see Cassandra she was having fun like she didn't sound bad but she you can tell she's not a singer yeah. Um, and again, that's her narrative of the season. Um, Charlotte, sorry. So, you know, when Charlotte calls Natalie like tone deaf when she's singing, I'm like a bird. Yep. She wasn't. She was just doing it in the lower register. Cause I, I can, I can kind of, it's easy to tell when people are off pitch or tone deaf. So I feel like Charlotte definitely was trying to like make her look bad. <laughs> oh, she wouldn't give me her boots. Oh, she's tone deaf. Oh, of course. Always. They always are terrible drama 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 and then basically they leave the they all do their things they leave the club they go back home and then they practice all night practice 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 their songs and then this is obviously the point where they show natalie who's in a group with charlotte and there's obviously this tension between them and natalie's tired so she's like i'm gonna go and take a nap for a little bit and charlotte's like how dare you You should be up all night and it's like well if i don't sleep i'm not gonna be any good to you anyways so blah blah which i kind of get her point like if you're uh, like the if you one, I have my stuff down if you don't have it down still kind of not my problem you should be focusing on you and being awake all night and we understand this and say this as previous dancers not as people who have never understood how to do a dance we've done and we weren't soloists we did group dances we understand you have to know your stuff together and also be good together five six seven eight one two three four five seven and eight and five you know you just but still if you want to be good together you've got to be good by yourself as you have Mm -hmm. to know that dance off by heart to be able to be in sync with the people as well when you come together so Mm -hmm. we're not just saying this from talking out of our asses of knowing nothing here (laughs) yeah well the other funny thing is this whole charlotte versus natalie thing again is very formulaic of a ken mock production because yeah, you, you know, Charlotte's like, oh, I want this more because see, I'm up here dancing and I'm I'm putting everything into it. Natalie's just going to sleep. And in hindsight, when I probably watched it back then, I was like, oh yeah, Charlotte's right. But now I'm like, no, Natalie's smart. That's the thing. Like even Robin Anton said, like, oh Charlotte, you really want this. But to me, it didn't. I didn't feel the Charlotte. I want this so bad from her. I felt it way fuck more from Natalie with being like, I want oh, yeah. that, like she embodied it she she is girlicious and she even kind of says it like i'm a member of girlicious already like so if you think it you are it so whereas mm-hmm. and i never like charlotte just i don't know even if it maybe it was the way that they portrayed her in the editing she wasn't but she didn't feel like she was super like oh you want this because even robin i remember robin anton made the comment too mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whole like Natalie Charlotte thing fighting about the sleep her like I'm gonna dance all day was like I guess their narrative that she wants it so yeah. bad I don't know but yeah but anyway so basically after that the next day of course is performance day performance day so 
I gotta say, Natalie and we got the beat, which again, she got the shit down. The girl had her her swag on. She she got it. I do her. <laughs> right? I do her. <laughs> she looked like a pussycat doll. She looked like she was she was comfortable on stage. She had the confidence. She had it all. She like and she also has like every like every like weird way that a guy describes a girl for being really pretty, she has that. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's definitely up the male gaze. Like so I think that one was definitely one of my favorite performances of the night. Um, but like I said, I also like Keisha and Jamie. There, I thought their performances were good as well. Okay. So yeah, so we got the beat, had Natalie, um, Kristen, and Charlotte. So two people like only Natalie makes it. So it kind of gives you an idea of how the... Uh, the what, she was up was. against in her group. Yeah. Um, Charlotte cannot sing in full out dance. That's something I noticed. And I'm not going to be too hard on them because I know how hard it is to do that. But you can practice to get to that point. I did get to that point in high school. I was like up in my... I don't know if you remember this. Up in my room, I'm just dancing and trying to sing full out right because I, I wanted to sound exactly like I sound when I'm not dancing because I apparently wanted to be a girl group member maybe. Um, but singing and yeah. dancing at the same time is really hard to maintain perfect pitch. But if she wanted um, it as much as they said she wanted it, she would have been able to have done that already. So anyways, yeah. um, next we had Christina, Cassandra, and Nicole who were all safe and they did the right now Pussycat Dolls, which again, I, it didn't really, I don't really remember it too well because it was also a song I didn't really know. So I was like, meh, yeah. but- you know, I just have like Nicole had a sweet voice. Cassandra, she's a really pretty girl, an amazing dancer. Just the girl can't sing, and, and that's not on her or anything. It, it's just it, it's the reality. It's not she's not bad, but she's not good. <laughs> not everyone can be triple threats or double threats or whatever. Exactly. And then in this particular performance, Christina was not that good, and that's where I'm like, is it because her dad was an ex NFL player? Was there favoritism here? Um, and I'm I feel like that's gonna be her narrative the whole season because. I'm like, we've already watched ahead, but it feels like there's so many times she should have gone home. She should have not been in the group. Maybe it was um, easier we'll also home. that like, cause maybe Cassandra and Nicole were so easier. It was just say like, okay, this group is safe. Cause she wasn't the worst, but she wasn't the best. So it's easy to say the group is safe. Maybe yeah, that's exactly. how they kind of did it. Yeah. Uh, but no, definitely Charlotte had to go. Kristen was just bland. So we didn't, again, Heather, Beth and me who, and then, so then next, Jenna, Jamie, and Charlie in Where Did Our Love Go? They're all safe. I didn't mind theirs, but as we said, Jenna lost some time because of the cyst rupturing that happened, the poor girl. So she had to go to the hospital and she she was over there night. So she did lose some time in the studio and some practice time because she also was in a wheelchair. She couldn't really get out of the wheelchair too well. So Mm -hmm. they did mention like her dancing wasn't really good. Charlie had safe vocals. Um, Jamie, you can definitely tell she's more of a dancer. And then... Carrie, Eliza, and Keisha did Never Gonna Get It by En Vogue. Uh, like I said, Kesha had was, really good harmonies like and vocals. Kesha, yeah, Eliza was, was good. Yeah, they, that one was a good performance. I did like that one. Um, I don't think I don't think Keisha should have been eliminated. Honestly, I think she should have made it into the house because that whole three group was pretty strong. Was yeah, I was. The thing. I was a little sad about the the Keisha thing, but you know it mm-hmm. is what it is. Again, we're back in 2008. So I think nowadays you definitely would want someone like a Keisha. And when we get to the end, there's a where are they now? I got a little, a little thing. So 
Um, obviously, Keisha did something. Anyway, okay for herself. Me- yeah, Megan, Alexis, and Tiffany. They did Tainted Love, and yeah, they were pretty good. Like there was no complaints on that. You know, Tainted Love. Whoa. Tainted. The only thing is, Tiffany, and this will probably be my. Um, I don't want to say complaint, but like maybe my comment all season. Tiffany, just chill, honey. Not everything has to be these massive, loud runs. And the worst part is if you push those, then you sound like the Maple Leafs anthemist and you can't hit the nose. You know, it's just like- You're trying to give your all and that's what some people think is giving their all. So it is. Um, So the judges for this show and the season are Robin Anton. We've got Mm -hmm. Ron Fair, the um, one of the head executives or- Interscope Records? Of Geffen Records. Oh, get- I thought it was Interscope. Interscope. Uh, let me check. I have this thing up here. I think Interscope is Geffen. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. And oh, okay. Little Kim. So the deliberation. I miss Little Kim. Um, Tiffany is a star to Ron. He loved her. Uh, Carrie can sing, but not a good dancer. Eliza had a unique look. Keisha was sexy and good body, but no projection when singing. And she also they also mentioned that she didn't take um, suggestions and direction very well. Um, okay. Jen, Jen impressed, but was hard with dancing. Christina sloppy, but cool tone. Natalie, great dancer. And like I said, I, I thought she had a killer performance. Uh, mm-hmm. Kristen doesn't have that million dollar quality. Charlotte didn't have it. Uh, mm-hmm. the, except eliminated girls. So when it came down to it, the eliminated girls were Charlotte, Keisha, and Kristen. Um, and Carrie, the final four, because three is there were four girls left and three were going. Yes. But those were the three that were eliminated. And so the end of the episode ends with the girls going like the final 12 finalists as we go into the competition, grabbing their pink feather boas. And that kind of becomes their, you know, their thing where it's like, please take out your torch or, you know, here's your photo. So please hang up your boas becomes the the thing. Mm -hmm. Because you will not be part of Girlicious. You will not be part of Girlicious. So I did look up the three who were eliminated. Um, Kristen, where are they now? Yeah, exactly. Where are they now? So Kristen, I I couldn't really find anything. Her last name was pretty common. I couldn't find anything with the hyphenated. Um, But I mean, she who? And uh, I hope she has a great life. (laughs) But it wasn't meant for to be for girlishness. Charlotte. Um, looks like she transitioned from wanting to try to sing into acting. Um, she does have it, a lot of the roles seem like they're not like the, the cream of the crop. It's kind of like, you know, Hallmark movies or um, the, the like sci-fi. Channel. The Seafy yeah. channel now that they changed it. Yeah, the Seafy channel. The um, channel. Yeah, but it looks like she's living her, her, her great life doing acting. Um, and honestly, kind of how much quote unquote drama she started in the, you know, between her and Natalie. Yeah, I could see her being an actress. Right. So I'm just trying to see if there's anything I know off the top of my head. Daybreak, The Outer Banks, Greenleaf, God's Creatures. Daybreak? Daybreak, yeah. She plays Camilla. Daybreak or Daybreakers? Hmm. Daybreak, it's a TV series, 2019. But I feel like that's one of those like Seafy shows. <laughs> no, actually, that's the one I was thinking of. It's a Netflix show. It's actually really good. So what happened on that one is um, 
for some reason, the, something happens to the adults and all the kids because I guess they got the, uh, for some reason, I don't know if it's some kind of shot that they got because they're under a certain age, they all survive and all the adults are gone. Oh, okay. So I wonder, I can't, I don't wonder who she's plays in that one. I have to go back in that one. It was a pretty good, you should actually watch it. It's pretty, pretty funny. All right. Well, Matthew apparently she's Broderick. Camilla. Matthew Broderick plays the professor who ends up being one of like the only adults that's around. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's so good. her character's name is Camilla okay. or Camilla. Camilla, Camilla. Yeah. Um, and then the last one we have is our, 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 our queen, uh, Keisha. Um, the only thing I was able to find is she did some vocals on a detox song. So like detox the drag queen. So she's doing some kind of still, uh, outside music or, you know, some kind of industry stuff. Yeah. Still in the industry and, um, which sounds good as well. And those were the three that were eliminated this episode. Yeah. Any takeaways you have from this episode? Um, I really didn't like Mikey Minden too well. He was really, mm-hmm. he really kind of got on my nerves as a choreographer and stuff like that. Like if just, I feel like in our days as a choreographer, like if he was like that as my choreographer, I probably would have punched him in the face. Or <laughs> break into tears like a little lot. Yeah, Jojo Siwa. <laughs> but it just, you know, I just, he's, yeah, he was a little too much for me. He's- and I think he's playing the stereotype bitch guy, like you know, I'm gonna a bitch like, choreographer type. Yeah, I'm gonna read the filth if I, if I need to. I'll read you the filth. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's exactly kind of what they did. Like we said, 2008 was a very much reality. Like there was a reality formula that they followed, and this is no exception to the rule. Even though they were trying to find a, a group out of this, it still followed this needs some drama needs a competition formula need, you know you need to have st- some stereotypes uh you know um, angry girl like angry girl the virgin girl the pageant girl the you know yeah the uh, i want too much girl not too sl- the one who's not slutty enough over ambitious <laughs> under ambitious like and again I don't know, we did touch on this earlier, but remember, Jenna is the quote-unquote plus-size girl this season. Girl's not even that big. She just is tall. I think that's the only thing. She's just a tall girl. She's a little wide in the hippie area, but that's but yeah, that's whatever. She's that's, tall. Well, no, some girls that can be tall with not being wide in hips, but that was it. I just noticed yeah. that she was just a little bit wider than like the, but she could also have a booty, and when you have a booty, you're wide in the hips. Exactly. Ashian is wide in the hips because that girl has a fucking ass. Yeah, exactly. You don't get the ass without having the hips. Nope. But in 2008, again, that was not the thing. It was low-rise jeans still. It was Paris Hilton boy-esque figure. Like, not that Paris Hilton is a boy, but she was still very... very, It was a very boy-esque frame. Like, there was no curve to it. It's almost like pre... I want to say, like, pre-pubescent with breast implants is the best way to describe the look that was a big deal back then. They didn't want you to have too big of a hips. You want a little bit of a curve just to know that you're not actually, you know, you know, know you're female, but you definitely got to have, like, the bigger boobs. Well, it wasn't quite pre-pubescent. It was, like, in the middle of puberty because there was, like, like Misha Bart, like, uh, a lot of the things I'm hearing about Misha Barton and stuff like that where people, like, she was 17, 18 while filming the OC. Like, she was a, an mm-hmm. actual teen girl and people were like, that's not... She doesn't like she's too skinny. She's too this. And it's like she is actually the fucking age of the people you are supposed to be seeing. She is 
grown tall. This is what happens. Sometimes they're too skinny because they grew too, they had a growth spurt, grew too fast and didn't fill mm. out just yet. Like these are the factors of yeah. growing up as a teenage girl or a teenage boy. You have weird yeah. spurts until you fill, until you do that. It's not until your twenties that you're like, you grow your full boobs, you grow your, your big hips, your booty, your stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that, again, girl wasn't even that big. No. No. but and the other and we're not too far removed also from like girls next door so that's why i kind of said like that kind of how old was like. jenna again 20 no she was 18 wow okay she was that's, a baby yeah makes that's a lot more sense now too i thought she was not one of the older ones but i think it's probably because she was tall well and also if you've gone through fluctuations even at the age of 18 a bunch of times you know mm-hmm. your body's right. anyways we're not we're not shaming on pe- people's bodies we we totally no, get them. they're but all beautiful what, but that's what they did back then unfortunately mm-hmm. and it's kind of put a today's context on what was happening back then so we like understand like this is what was accepted but now we're like it's not cool but we're explaining why and we know we can't change things it's just how things was as much as people hate and want to go back and change all this stuff we can't change history all we can do is keep and learn from it and not doom ourselves to repeat it Stay That's informed, our little, uh, our little uh, ju- judges. What are we gonna call our followers? Or like, like we're gonna have so many. But like, we're gonna call our little like fans. We're we're what was it? We are manufacturing the group, and they can be our well. Groupies is too obvious. My groupies is way too obvious. I know. <laughs> our member groupies. We'll, we'll figure it out down the road. All right. I know. I was okay. like with ours. It's like, what do I call our, our turn of the millennials? Our millennials. I'm just like, hey, millennials. I've been calling them mem- the member berries. I call them member berries. Member berries. Member berries. <laughs> exactly. So I believe that is the end of episode one. Um, mm-hmm. So continuing again um, next week with episode two. Dos numero deux. And so this is where the real competition starts, where we get from the 12 with the, you know, the competition stuff. Mm-hmm.